What is up, my friends? Welcome to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, where we hear real stories from real men living real lives. I'm your guide, Ned Shout. Fatherhood is not only about being a dad. It incorporates providing and serving a home, loving and serving a spouse, engaging and serving in a community, as well as intentionally serving your kiddos. Fatherhood is an adventure, one full of fun, wild, and definitely messy stories. This is a little bit different episode, a little special edition. I've had several people asking me, hey, you've done a lot of podcasts interviewing dads. We'd love to know a little bit more about you. So since my wife Sarah and I just celebrated our 16th wedding anniversary, I thought it'd be fun for us to share from the day we met until today, what has our life looked like and what has brought us to this point in our family. So enjoy this conversation with me and my wife, Sarah. All right, welcome to Fatherhood Field Notes Special Edition, because I have the one and only Sarah Shout here. The one and only. That's right. We celebrated our 16th wedding anniversary on Friday. Friday. (laughs) Was I answering too slow? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you couldn't remember the day of the week. We typically haven't done anything very cool for our anniversaries um, because it's July 10th. And on July 4th, it's my birthday and our twins' birthday. And 4th of July. Well, and 4th of July. So we're usually pretty hammered by then, right? And money is well spent. Right. Money's gone by then. But I think I felt kind of lame the last few years that I haven't been more intentional about our anniversary. Maybe you've heard me say that too many times, which I was never upset about it, but it's reality. Yeah. yeah you. I don't think it was as a complaint. No. More as it was just... Yeah, yeah, we just don't do that. We don't do anything, you know. Um, so anyways, we had a good time. We had fun. We borrowed a Harley from a friend, which we'd never really done. We went to a wedding once on a Harley. Mm-hmm. And I remember that being fun. So I thought, okay, what could we do? Adventurous. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we rented a Harley, went to a winery for lunch, went and checked out a brewery. And then we went up to uh, a small little town and had dinner. Yep. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 16 years. Do you years. remember what we did for our anniversary the week we had the twins? Because oh that gosh. was the first year I think we didn't really celebrate it okay. outside our house. Do you remember? No. It just came to me. Really? I'm probably going to be so embarrassed. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we had we had a three-year-old, a 13-month-old, and two newborns at yeah. our house. And then we were celebrating. How, what year was that? That was 2009. Uh, yeah, 2009, so five. Oh, yeah, five years. Oh, my year. gosh. So on our five-year wedding anniversary, <laughs> we, we got... had brand new babies that were six days old, a 13-month-old, and a three-year-old. Yep. And we've only been married five years. Yep, and we were 26 <laughs> and 27, so we got Chili's takeout. Oh, man. And ate it in our living room. Dude, that should be a Chili's commercial right there. <laughs> Two babies crying, a 13-month-old sad that her parents just got taken away, and a three-year-old. Fun times. Oh my gosh. 16 years. So now that's, mm-hmm. we've, we've tripled that. And so I thought, let's just sit and talk about it for a minute. Because when we say 16 years, it doesn't really feel like a long time. It feels like it's doing it in injustice because of having five kids in the first five years and probably moving 10 times and... More like 15 times, oh, I'm pretty sure. Moving? Yeah. Yeah. At dinner the other night, we sat and we said, what are all the cars we've had since then? What are all the houses we've lived in? Um, all the big moves. It's been a lot. All the jobs, all the changes. All the jobs, all the changes. Being super 
poor, being totally broke when we had the twins. It's been a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I thought, you know, I'm interviewing people so much of the time that I've had a few people tell me who aren't my f- friends, they don't know me as well. And to really get to know me better, I thought it'd be cool for us to talk just about our marriage and our life, like what has brought us to this point? How did we get to this point? Um, and because I'm the better half of you. Yeah. And behind every great Just man teasing. or behind every mediocre man. There's <laughs> a great woman. There's a great woman. <laughs> so regardless of if the man's great or mediocre, there's a great woman back there. Uh, so yeah. Okay. Let's just share the story and then maybe a couple things that we've learned. What story shall we share? Us meeting us. Where? How do we get here? 16 years. What's funny is we both lived in the same small town for a minute. Yeah, when we were about five mm-hmm. or six. I must have been five or six. So, so you I was six, or, six seven. or seven. Just <laughs> pointing that out. <laughs> um, we went to the same church. We went to the same church. And, and then I moved away. And when I was, I actually lived there till I was nine. And at some so point, we knew each other till then. We yeah, played. I remember I don't going remember. to your house. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember, but I have a bad memory. But Sarah does remember going to my house and playing as a kid. Yep. Because we had like a stained glass window. Yep. And you remember playing at by the it. top of the stairs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bye, Stella. <clears throat> Our kid just came in upset. The youngest. Um, okay, so we we played as kids, and then when I was eighteen, I was playing drums at church. And small I still church. had family in that town yes. that went to the same church, and it was Mother's Day, and it was my great grandma's birthday. No, it was just Mother's Day, and oh, she so was like celebrating her. Yeah, and so small church, hundred and fifty people maybe, and Sarah, I I was playing drums, and I saw her walk in the back door in a pink dress, and I immediately thought, who is that girl? And then I continued to just rip on the drums, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And then after, you know, after they play the last songs, I ran outside in the parking lot looking for you, but you were nowhere to be found. I didn't know any of that till later. It's like a movie. It's like a movie. And then I... I Heartbroken Ned. Yep. I went home. I was like, mom, who is that girl? And she's like, I think she's 16 years old. I was like, dang it. I like older girls. Come to find out, Lucky she was. For you. <laughs> she was not sixteen. So then that summer started hanging out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were quite the ladies' man at the time, so I was not the. You were not the settled down type. The best, but um, got through <laughs> that and that little phase, and then we started dating at the end of two thousand one. So we will have been together this year nineteen years. Yeah, so then I went to Vanguard. I went. Mm-hmm. I moved 500 miles away and went to college. You were going to college at Sonoma State. Yep. And then... I think that's a very sweet time of our relationship. Do you remember why? Yeah, writing letters to each yeah. other. Yeah, we still have them all too. Yeah, I would say that was super was helpful for cell our, phones yep. and stuff. I mean, I just got a cell phone, but you didn't really text anybody or anything like that. No texting yet. Yeah, yeah. you just would call. And you had to pay by the minute, so mm-hmm. we didn't... It we was didn't for straight emergencies. Yeah. <laughs> So we would we have lots of letters, yeah, which I think is such a great and phone thing calls. too. Phone calls, and she would bake me cookies and mail them to yep. me. Care packages and Reese's peanut butter cereal. Yep, that was my favorite at the time. You'd mail it to me, mm-hmm. um, and then eventually you moved down to Vanguard, and mm-hmm. we went to college together. And then, when I was twenty, proposed. 
at Disneyland. Which actually was quite surprising. Were you surprised? Yeah, because you always said you wouldn't get married for like eight years. <laughs> Although you did uh, stick to one promise that you made yourself. Yep. So I, because of the Liddy's man problem, which really wasn't much <laughs> of anything at all. <laughs> I said, I wouldn't tell you I loved you. I didn't tell you this. Yeah, no. It was like between me and God, I guess, that I wouldn't say I love you for a whole year. So you knew it was like for reals? Yeah. So then I wasn't just being a stupid 18, 19 year old. So I stuck to it. Yep. I didn't say I loved you for a year, but yep. I knew. And so I started writing you notes that I knew I loved you, like if we were at a concert or whatever. But not giving them to but me. But not giving them to them. you, yes, until our one-year anniversary. Yeah. Then I gave you a... When dude. we used to celebrate dating anniversaries. Yeah. <laughs> then I gave you a scrapbook. Yep. All the men just shut off the podcast. <laughs> we can't listen to this guy anymore. <laughs> gave you a scrapbook sweet. full of notes that said I love and you. And thanks to a shout out to your cousin, Vanessa. Yes, the Eichner family. Yeah. Who is, uh, well, Vanessa Halliday now. Yeah, but okay, yes. Apparently but the, she helped you. The perfect family. Yeah. You know, <laughs> scrapbooking, singing, dancing, um, anything. Cheerful. Cheerful, yeah. Just imagine the perfect family. That's them. Thanks, yeah. Vanessa. Yeah. So we... Uh, did that and then went to college and then yeah proposed at disneyland yep under the fireworks mm -hmm. some of my brother was there lauren yeah. was there stephanie was there stephanie was there that might have been it mm -hmm. maybe paul i mm -mm. don't know mm -mm. just the, the just us yeah we're sitting on a rock next to the fireworks yep. and i had carried the ring in my sock <laughs> In a box the whole day. That shows you How like, stressful what for happens you. when a 19, 20 year old kid's going <laughs> to propose. How do I hide this box? <laughs> and then I open the box on the rock, like in the middle of the fireworks, and the ring falls out. And, and you were just, to be honest, you were just annoying me because I was trying to watch the fireworks <laughs> and you were like trying to talk to me. And I'm like, finally, I'm like, what? And you're like, oh, I, I dropped my wallet and I'm. You're like, I could believe it. I don't care. <laughs> You're always losing your wallet, so. Yes. <clears throat> I've not gotten better at that in 16 years. But then years. it was very sweet. It was fun. Mm -hmm. It was very fun. And then that, I don't know, I get, when was that? December of 2003. And then married in 2004. Mm -hmm. And then let's just go rapid speed. <laughs> First kid, 2005. No. no, 2006. We found out on our first wedding anniversary. Oh, yeah, yeah. We found out on our first wedding anniversary. Brooklyn was Numero born uno. March 2nd, 2006. And then we were good planners. We thought, let's have another mm -hmm. and be wise about this. Mm -hmm. So they'd be two years apart. Mm -hmm. So then we had Violet in, in 2008. June 5th, 2008. And that was five months after we moved from Southern California to Placer County. Yep. So that was like a big move. I had Big a great change. job in Southern California making great money in sales. And I thought, hmm, I'm going to be a youth pastor and a financial advisor. And then we move up here to Northern California. We had zero income for We had zero income. Eight, nine months. Financial advisor piece. Nobody zero. trusts a 25-year-old with millions of dollars. And uh, churches only pay so much. So, so then it got really fun because we had Violet, June 5th, 2008. Mm-hmm. And then four months later, I got pregnant. Yep. And I cried. 
Um, and then, so... So then we... This then was the fun part. Then our first appointment. Yeah, our yeah. first appointment we went together. Because we had to figure out the due date because I had just had a baby, so... Yep, and then I remember so clearly... <sighs> you say. You're just lying there. They got the um, ultrasound going. Mm-hmm. And the nurse says, there's one heartbeat. And as soon as she said those words, we <laughs> locked eyes and just like, oh my gosh. And there's the second heartbeat. And we just laughed. We laughed. I laughed not out of joy, though. To, oh, no. I it was laughed out of, out of like, like, of course. Like, of course this would yeah, happen. Of course we're falling off a cliff right now. <laughs> <laughs> what else are we going to do? Oh, man. That's all I remember. From that point on, I don't really remember for like What's two years. What's cool about that, if you remember right after t- tell people it was still before social media a big boom of social media Mm -hmm. and all that so you couldn't like blast it out there you called all of our friends and family and you wrote down in a notebook all their responses yes i have a journal we knew they'd be pretty shocking Uh (laughs) i have a journal of entries from all these people i should dig that out i just mainly remember my cousin garrett been journaling for a long time yes (laughs) My cousin Garrett, yep. who is a brother to Vanessa, so yep. he's an Eichner. Man, mm-hmm. real big shout-outs to the Eichner family. Yep. Um, using some choice words like, no way. <laughs> so shocked. Oh, man. Okay, so then, then the rad part was, I mean, th- I was working three jobs. We you moved were, again. Yeah, we, we moved again. We're getting, I mean, that was a tough... That was a tough year, but it was also fun. You were that pregnant year with your was, friend. That year was fun. Yeah, Ashley was pregnant with Penelope also. So the trio of them, that's their beginning. Yeah, their beginning. And then we moved, and then they were born. And I just went to labor late on July 3rd, which was really crazy. I was I made it to 38 weeks with them, no bed rest. We were about to go to the movies. And I started having contractions, and I just didn't think I could sit through yeah, it. We're in the parking lot. She's like, "I can't go into that movie." No. Let's and then just... we went to go to coffee, and you said, "I can't go in there and get yeah. coffee." No. Nope. So then we went to the hospital, and then pff, yeah, and they're like, like, "Oh yeah, you're having these. You're at a seven. And this is like a like what ten o'clock at night? Maybe yeah, a little earlier. I think it was eleven because I remember saying. Oh, no, I think it was 10 because I remember saying we got to make it after midnight yeah, because it'd be so lame to have your kids. Yeah. So then the twins were born on my birthday. Mm-hmm. 102 and which 104. Which is rad. And we had a, so we had two girls at the time mm-hmm. and then Brody and Presley, boy and a girl, were born. Yep. Um, and then that whole year, I would say we call it the dark year. Yeah, we, it, it really was. It was really was. tough. It was. We don't remember much. We had a lot of help from a lot of people. People ask if we had help all the time. So I do want to say we did have help. Your mom came and helped a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen Stannis helped a ton, and the Young family helped. Yeah. Violet pretty much lived there. Yeah, <laughs> that was a, it. Was a lot of help. Yeah, and I would say, you know, as a what can we learn from that time period? I don't remember what it was, but I know that we were very strained. Like you and I's relationship was very strained. Um, I think that's when you implemented that whole year. You were very strict on. We had a Tuesday night date night. And we had no money then. I remember even sitting out front of our house in our car talking I think we once. we drove around the corner. And didn't we share a Starbucks or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was a lot of our dates was yeah. just Connecting, a $4 though. cup we of coffee. We needed to talk and connect without the four kids that were three and under. Yeah, I don't really remember feeling like, oh, man, we're falling apart. No. But I do know that I that's why we did I remember feeling frazzled, it. though. I mean, you were running a youth group and a youth pastor 
working for Northwestern Mutual, starting a nonprofit, as always, Entrepreneurial Ned. Um, and then you also went on a two and a half week, led a group of kids trip to Cambodia when the twins, right before they tur- turned one. Yeah. When I never say, say it, no to you. When you say it, there's like this twinkle in your eye of, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> we got through it. <laughs> I've slowed down. You have. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. You are way more intentional about us first, though. Yeah. So then after that, we had the twins. And then we had bought a property. So this is kind of unique. We had bought a townhouse with our friends. Mm-hmm. And we took out the fence in the backyard so that we could be more intentional in community. Mm-hmm. And that was a good season of life yep. with Josh and Ashley. Mm-hmm. And then we started blowing out of that house. It was just too well, much the townhouse. we can't forget to say we had another kid. We had Stella. But did we have <laughs> Stella at that house? Yeah. Okay. So 2012. Then why did we have another kid? Things were going so great. They were. <laughs> well, I think that's why. I mean, it was the twins. Actually, the twins were only two. So we had survived the dark year. Yes. And I feel like their second year we did we were doing really good. And then I mean we moved a lot. We moved three times in that year. Yeah, that was rough. That was in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, uh, ten. It was you're getting the years. You're gonna need to edit that out. It was two thousand ten. They were born two thousand nine. Well, I gave it a three year window, so I <laughs> knew I'd hit the mark. I was like this like two thousand ten or something. And then we moved into the townhouses in two thousand eleven. And I remember us talk, reflecting on trying to reflect on the first year of the twins' life. And I remember us talking about how it was the dark year. It was really hard. Was we hard. don't remember certain things about when they were babies. And Holding we didn't them. enjoy it yeah. at all. It was just a power through it. Right. So we thought, well, if we have one more, two things. One, we can end on a positive note and enjoy having one baby how easy to us it's all relative yeah for sure um and then we really really at least i really really thought that's the the chances of us having a boy is like of course we'd have a boy we have so many girls and then brody would have a brother (laughs) yes so we went for it Mm -hmm. and the twins Turned three while I was pregnant with Stella, mm-hmm. and we got surprise, surprise, Stella, a fourth girl. But I, I would say that that was like the sweetest time of our life. Yep. Almost is having Stella as a baby. Mm-hmm. That like before she became a full blown toddler yep. with decision making skills. <laughs> she having four little kids and then her was so fun. Yeah, it was. Everybody was really excited, and it feels like she's so far apart from them and in like truly the baby but the twins were only three right it wasn't it's not a huge gap but even now it's like they seem older everybody seems older than totally so that's our kid saga and then after we were there and busting at the seams from having a fifth child she town home her crib was in the closet of our bedroom right uh, no, that was for naps. Yeah, her pack and play was. But no, it was in like the closet nook of the girls' room. So we had oh, three girls yeah. in there and then the twins in the other room. Yes. So we were bursting at the seams, mm-hmm. but living with our friends was going well yeah. in the community standpoint. Mm-hmm. So we had thought, let's find property together. Yeah. And plus, at the time, it was like, you can't afford property by yourself in 2012. 
for us, at least, you know, we wanted space, but we couldn't imagine not living next door and our kids having their kids like they've had their whole lives. Right, right. So we started to look for property that had two houses on it. Yep. And so then we found it and then it was a big hurdle to buy. Yeah. It took months of finagling and because this property is very unique with the permits or lack thereof. Yeah. So we live on six acres mm-hmm. in Auburn, California. Um, Want to give our address? No. I'm just kidding. There's a, <laughs> a bunch of fruit trees, two houses, but they're funky houses. Old. Yep. And so we've lived this way for six years. Six years. In June, it was six years. Um, And it definitely stretches you, you know, to live in community. Mm-hmm. And then... And there's so many positives, too. Our kids have the best life ever. Oh, man. Yesterday alone, yeah, they're just outside playing without mm-hmm. a really a worry, mm-hmm. which is pretty sweet. And so now, so that's where we find ourselves, 16 yeah. years. And you were, st- you were working for Doug. Yes. So I stopped the Northwestern Mutual thing after a year because I wasn't into mm-hmm. the life insurance sale mm-hmm. and moved into employee benefits mm-hmm. and have been doing that the last 12 years, stopped mm-hmm. being a youth pastor in 2014, 15 mm-hmm. and have just focused on just that. Just one and family. job. That's, yeah, one that's job. been nice. That has been nice. So since 2015, I've had one job mm-hmm. um, and then recently started doing this stuff. Yep. Rebel and Create. Mm-hmm. And now we're in another huge transition with figuring out how to remodel our house and yeah, our so now, girls are like teenagers mm-hmm. and one starting high school. We have three middle schoolers this fall. What is that? I don't know. And I used to say middle schoolers are the worst, <gasps> but they're pretty fun. I actually think they're pretty great. I think elementary school's tough. Yeah. Kindergarten, first grade. It's not my fave. Yeah. So now we live in two trailers. Our house is fully ripped apart. We're professional campers. We're camping on our own property. Mm-hmm. And we're in a new transition. In 100 degree heat right now. And you know what's, I think at least the cool thing is, I mean, it's not the week, the last few weeks have been difficult trying to navigate life, but hopefully, you know, in a year or two, we look back and it won't be a dark year. But it'll be in just another year of life. I think yeah. that's a good reminder is like life is so fluid. We're more mature now and... You're more mature now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> true. <laughs> Meaning, um, I feel like we can enjoy the smaller things a lot easier now than we used to. So when we look back on this time, hopefully it won't be all negative. Right. And we'll be able to extrapolate the positives whereas we weren't able to do that yeah i mean i think we're even able to enjoy them some during the day not that the days aren't stressful life is just super heavy and messy Mm -hmm. but you know last night we sat around the fire pit and played guitar and hung out with our neighbors our friends we also drink now and we didn't used to drink that's probably helpful probably (laughs) (laughs) yep i did not drink until i was what 31 three 32 yeah. Till I had five kids. <laughs> I was like, no, I get it. That's true. <laughs> That's so sad. We had five kids by the time we were 29 and 30. Yikes. That's a lot. Okay, so, so why smart. don't we have another kid when people, you know, it's like you had a fifth. Why not have another? I think my answer, to, your eyes just went so big, like, I don't know why. Uh, my answer is, it's like even right now, I want to spend time with each of mm-hmm. them. And... 
it seems a little bursting at the seams, you know, like I implemented before COVID taking one out to breakfast a week. Yeah. It would take me five weeks. Right. You know, to circle to back. circle back. And then fit me in there too. Yeah. I would definitely have more kids, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I really like babies. I like being pregnant. comes easy to me. I like the infants. I ha- I really struggle through the toddler years, though. I struggle a lot. I also think during the toddler years that you experienced... That's true. I wasn't as engaged as I am now because yeah. I was out hustling, trying mm-hmm. to make sure we had food. Yep. So it might be different now. Maybe we should try. <laughs> <laughs> just, How about we get a house? I'm just teasing you. <laughs> that can be our next baby. Yeah. Okay. Couple last little thoughts, and then we can we can wrap this up. I just thought it'd be fun to share a little bit about us and about me and okay. you. And um, okay, let's see. Marriage. We celebrated 16 years. There's been a ton. We are definitely different people, right? For sure. I mean, I was 21. I don't oh, even see know how what I was like. I mean, you should have had a little bit of a clue. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't share this piece. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We get married. I went on six week, if I could, you could see my air quotes right now, six week band tour with my neighbor, Josh. Six, the six weeks leading up to, to our, our wedding. To our so wedding. eight weeks before our wedding, you left and I worked two jobs to pay for our wedding. Yes, because we didn't, what we didn't We paid have, for our own yeah, wedding. we paid for our own wedding. So then I'm gone for eight weeks, roughly playing youth groups and, you know, stuff like that. And I was band. cleaning houses and working at a, another place too. Uh, yes. And then... <laughs> And then I come home two weeks before our wedding yep. with a mohawk mm-hmm. and a labre piercing. Yeah, your lip pierced. <laughs> and you you were not very stoked. I cared about the mohawk more, I think, than the piercing. Because uh, the Just, piercing could come out. Yeah, and because it was a full-on mohawk, not like... Not like a... Subtle. Not like a faux hawk at the yeah, time. Yeah, So then, Remember, it's circa 2004 like faux hawks were cool then. yeah faux hawks so and... i made you take prenatal vitamins because i thought it would help your hair grow yeah so you and we'll you, never know your cousin katie had me taking prenatal vitamins yep. in the morning and night yep to to have my hair well, grow your hair didn't look stupid at our wedding so it, you're welcome yeah it didn't look great i definitely yeah. look smaller and Mm-hmm. <laughs> younger younger beardless yeah okay so that was our wedding so 16 years 16 years ago i'm 21 you're 22 mm-hmm. we have five kids we moved 15 times now here we are 37 and 38 how are we stronger now after all that uh, what have i learned about myself what have i learned about you i'll go and let you think um I learned to sl- I need to slow down and pay more attention to things and listen. I'm still working on the listening piece. Marriage is hecka hard. Some days are so good and then some days are so hard. But I think that we've always gone to bed for the most part trying to have re- have reconciliation even if it's not agreement. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, let's reconcile this. Let's not wake up pissed also. Yeah, and then so it's like, I think I learned a lot to just swallow my pride and just go, I know I love you. I know I care about this thing that we're doing. So you that's... are really good at swallowing your pride. It takes me sometimes time though. But I'd say you do it more than I do. Yeah, but maybe that's... But maybe you bring up your pride more than I do. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I would say that you definitely, what I've learned about you is, you know, I think sometimes I'm hard on you 
with because I've just my expectations for myself like in life it's just a little bit idealistic so I think I'm hard on you but you have way more grace for me than any I mean than anybody does but you have so much grace so much grace thanks and I mean even you know we're joking you know about the mohawk the libre piercing the all the entrepreneur things like you'd never complain about those things not really I think I've always done my best to support you even before we were married you were doing stuff so it wasn't like you didn't know a little bit yeah like I can't I can't complain about that stuff that's who you are if I if I love you then I love all of you I think that you also are a risk taker I think I've just realized that because like the entrepreneur life is a riskful life in a sense. You know, everything's been somewhat risky and I think you're down for the adventure of risk. Yeah, I, I always am. I like change. I like adventure. I like things to be... Different. But you're not reckless. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, just thinking... You just know, having like, five kids, but... <laughs> well, yeah, that is kind of reckless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess, all right. You're kind of reckless. Uh, but even like dumb but go on the harley you're like never a complaint never a worry never a no, be careful and then my favorite moment you know which my uncle michael had said like this is our family photo is all of us you know right when covid hit with gloves and masks oh. on all of our family uh-huh. getting on an airplane and going to hawaii for a couple months mm. you know there wasn't a it wasn't fear at all we weren't fearful not that we i don't think we were reckless i mean some might say but Here's a risk. Let's go. Let's go ch- chase the adventure. Yeah, you you said let's. Why don't we just go to Hawaii during this? And we packed our family of seven and got reservations and found a house over there and everything in three days. Yep, we were on a plane in six. Not even. I mean, like five and a half. It was stressful though. Remember me trying to find an Airbnb? Oh yeah, you were on that laptop for like forty-eight hours, yeah. trying to find it, negotiating yep. with people, yep, and then found it. Anyways, we went yeah, on a okay. tangent. Um, any last thoughts about marriage change? Yeah, I think that something I've definitely learned and really put into words over the last year about marriage, I'd say marriage in general, but maybe just ours. I'm obviously only going off that. We said it a few minutes ago. We've changed a ton since mm-hmm. we got married. A ton. Like, I don't, I can't even really remember who we were then it's almost embarrassing to to think about us like how little did we know about life yeah anyways so we've changed a bunch and i feel like over the years when you hear people talk about splitting up and and things like that a lot of it is we grew apart Mm -hmm. so you changed and you grew in different directions you didn't share with that person i think that we have always tried like i credit you for implementing that weekly date night when we had the twins we went on more dates then than we do now but i think that that was so vital to staying connected to each other as people as ned and sarah not as your partner to raise these kids, your partner to figure out how to make money to survive, your Mm -hmm. partner in the decisions, yes, but to really know each other. Like, I feel like we've changed, but you know me, you've known me throughout all the changes. Mm, And I've known you throughout all the changes. So now we are completely different people, but we know each other. 
I think like as you said that it was the date didn't matter as much as no. that we paused to communicate. Mm-hmm. And at that season in our life, we had to communicate outside of our home. It wasn't right. really was possible no to get away from it. Yeah, it's so crazy because it's it's interesting how you could you could literally go weeks without actually communicating, mm-hmm. other than but doing life still. Yeah, like what time do the kids need picked up? Yeah. What are we having for dinner? What do you know? Okay, hi, good morning, love you. Those are all great things. Yeah, those are great. But that's not deep connection. No, because if you don't, then if I'm gone at work. And we never talk. You might resent me because I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And then if I don't talk to you, I might resent you because you're home. And yeah. I think that you're, you know. And like, we don't mean talk like talk throughout the day. We mean connect. connect. Like I keep saying the word connect, but I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. How do you connect with your spouse? Like, what does that even look like? Well, Is we're it... connecting right now. Yeah. And so I say now we don't necessarily have as many date nights. Our life is really full and busy, but now that our kids are in a different season, I mean, we've been in your office doing this podcast for 30 to 40 minutes yep. we've and only had one we have only had one interruption. <laughs> like we can still carve out the time, but we don't necessarily have to go anywhere. It's nice to get away, but yes, we are in a different season to where we can make that work. Right. Okay. So I think the couple, just we'll wrap this up, but date nights but the point is to connect. Yeah, not just to go and to do fun stuff well, yeah, sometimes. To, well, but. I mean, for sure. I think that I think people miss out on that is you we've gotta always re- left our kids too. That's yeah. a big one. I think that we've always done for I, us specifically. It's been important. I can't speak for other people. I would think it would be great for other people also because I think couples can get almost too wrapped up in their kids. And that then, their I mean, identity is fully Yeah, just you kids. hear it all the time. And then when their kids are grown, they don't have anything to talk about or in common. You've been good about that, to go and be gone for a few days mm-hmm. um, away from the kids like together, right? Yeah, but yeah. it's it's not like but you're thinking always, about them or calling the house every yeah, hour to check on them. Yeah, we've always left them. Not that we haven't missed them and stuff, of course, but I think it's been good for them and their security also. So I would 100% agree that they also over time of us being their parents need to learn how to respect our time uh, respect our time but also know how to take care of themselves and that their whole identity isn't just wrapped up in us yeah for sure you know so i think it's healthy for They're them freestanding humans you know <laughs> right and it's good for them to see that we left and then we came back mm-hmm. i think that that creates some stability yeah. for them okay last thought just on the connection piece mm-hmm. like as you were talking about connection mm-hmm. i was thinking how we've always been pretty vulnerable with each other i think it's easier for me yeah, at least for sure. to just like dump my emotions because i'm so emotional driven yeah. in the sense i don't of have any it. i have to search for mine <laughs> but and that's something that you've grown into is that you share you know because you just grew up so much of your life protecting yourself mm-hmm. um emotionally um, so then I guess I would just say with 16 years of marriage, what has got us here is sticking together as partners and friends. Mm-hmm. It sounds stupid to say you're my friend. And lovers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. What's in there? So stay connected to your spouse. Be vulnerable. Have fun together. Know them. Know them. Continue to know them because they're going to change. Mm-hmm. Like I'm excited to know who you are in 20 mm-hmm. years. And then it makes, like, if you can or stay knowing someone, then it's easy to honor them. It's easy to want to do things for mm-hmm. them. It's easy to know what to do for them To the, that makes the little differences. Serve each other. Mm-hmm. That's good. 
All right, I love you. Love you too. Right on. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between Sarah and I just reminiscing and sharing some stories from the day we met until today, uh, 16 years. Wild. It's been fun. Hey, thanks for listening. And uh, every Monday I put out the Fatherhood Field Notes podcast interviewing great dads or a specialist edition like today. If you're interested in a shorter podcast, I put one out every Friday. It still falls under rebel and create category wherever you listen to podcasts, but it is called Craft of Fatherhood where I discuss a question a father has brought up to me or sent to me. So feel free to email me ned at rebelandcreate.com if there's something you'd like me to talk about in relationship to a father or a father's role. I want to say thank you to all you dads out there listening to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. What you do matters. Don't be like everybody else. Be yourself. That is who your kids, spouse, and community needs. This is your guide, Ned Shout. Together, let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in the craft of fatherhood. 